This week, on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing our favorite treasure hunting movies. Hello and welcome to an exciting mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And this week... Since we're talking about Raiders of the Ark next week, the Lost Ark. The Lost Ark. That's right. Yeah, we're we're going... not raiding that Ark what they already found. That's true. That's right. I am really disappointed that that movie isn't about finding the Ark from Noah. From the Noah's yeah. Ark. Talk then, about a Lost Ark, right? Right. I'd like to see how all them animals fit in that boat. Big boat, I think. Animals were just smaller back then. That's true. They were no bigger than your thumb. True facts. Yeah. 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 It's just like the end of. Uh, uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. <laughs> they shrink all them animals down to put them on their spaceship, and then Lawrence Olivier's ghost goes, "Stop me if you can, Sky Captain." Boy, <laughs> and then he does. I only remember the beginning of that movie where the blimp docks on the Empire State Building, and then the big giant Superman cartoon robots show yeah. up. I I know I've seen this movie, and I know I liked this movie. I can't recall anything other than Angelina Jolie has an eye patch at one point. The last 30 minutes of the movie take place in what is ostensibly H.G. Wells' The Lost World. (laughs) And a bunch of scientists have been kidnapped uh, to shrink animals down and put them on a magic spaceship to take them to space. Uh, And the big thing that's going to blow up the world is when this spaceship takes off, it will scorch the Earth. Yeah. And they need only Sky Captain and Gwyneth Paltrow can save them. I gotta watch this fucking movie again. This sounds super dumb. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. All right. It's stupid, but it's a lot of fun. I'll double feature that with the Rocketeer and have a good time. Oh, yeah, for sure you will. So, anyways, since we're watching Raiders of the Lost Ark next week, we want to discuss our favorite treasure hunting movies you know is them movies what got treasure in them and people was looking for it yeah <laughs> trying to find it uh so let's go around the horn patrick what's your favorite treasure hunting movie star trek 5 the final frontier he's looking for god damn that right movie. and then when he finds him he shoots him <laughs> Fucking sick turn, bros. He doesn't lose the treasure. He doesn't give it to the government. He doesn't go back and get rich. No, sir. They find it and blow it the fuck up with a disruptor cannon. It's just, like, God. it's just like playing the game Gauntlet when it's like you accidentally hit the meat and it's like, <laughs> wizard shot the meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when it happens, you just expect like a voiceover to come out and be like, Kirk shot God. <laughs> Am I remembering correctly that there's like a fat bearded Vulcan that yes. makes people confront their pain? And Absolutely. Kirk's like, no, I need my pain. It's what makes me who I am. Yeah, that was a really good actual rendition of that scene. I've never actually seen this movie. And uh, the pudgy Vulcan in this case is Cybok, Spock's half-brother. And who is he played by? I don't actually remember. Great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, so what? There's a good layup. Yeah, Thanks. Right? So here's a question. Uh, uh, so Star Trek Five, the movie is uh, was the Voyage Home, the Final no, Frontier. The Final Frontier. Voyage Home is when we go find the, the treasures that are whales. whales. Right. Star Trek Three is the one where we find, find the treasure Spock. that is very horny Spock. Yes, that's yes. right. And Star Trek Two is where we find the treasure that is Ricardo Montalbán's. Totally real leathery chest. Yeah, fuck yeah, buddy. And that is a treasure. Yeah, yep. oh. Some might call it the treasure. Oh, guys, in Star Trek Six though, they find a whole continent. Yeah. Because yeah. it's undiscovered oh, and they right. find, yeah, yeah. it turns out it's peace. 
Yeah. So that's kind of stupid. Bad news, though, remains undiscovered. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the undiscovered country of peace. Still not charted. So here, let me ask you, because yeah. I, I don't think I've seen uh, the vo- or the Final Frontier, Final Frontier. Uh, since I was like a little kid. Sure. Is the move, the whole movie about them trying to find God, or is that just something that happens? No, that's the whole movie. Uh, the opening sequence is Cybok takes over this like little desert settlement that's like a neutral zone between the Vulcans, the Romulans, and, or it's no, like sorry, a, the Klingons, the Romulans, and the uh, humanoids. It's like a space DMZ. Right. He he gets them and uh, he like convinces them with his magic empathy powers to join his cause and then he lures a Federation ship there specifically to take it over, specifically to go to the final frontier to find God. It may not surprise you to know that William Shatner got heavily involved behind the camera on this yes, one. Yes, that is when William Shatner is like serious. <laughs> he was mind. real pissed off that Leonard Nimoy got to direct the last one and he wouldn't come back unless everyone listened to all his good ideas. True facts, true facts. And all of his good ideas pissed off George Takei a lot. <laughs> was one of the big things that, that happened That seemed there. to be... Uh, William Shatner's reason for living for about a decade was pissing off George, George Takei. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, yep. I mean, somebody's got it. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, John, did you have anything yeah. else you wanted to say about Star Trek? Well, I was just going to ask, was it worth it? D- was it worth it to find God? Yeah, because they shot him with a disruptor cannon. <laughs> Does this kill him? Or we don't know. But <laughs> It looks like it at the time. It's one of those. I mean, that did come because that's like the eighties, eighty nine. Yeah, it'd be late eighties. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think they made any in the nineties. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, the the uh, the Nine Inch Nails came out mostly in the nineties, and they had that song where he says, "God is dead, and no one cares." So clearly, they killed. Could have killed him. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. With a disruptor cannon. Because as everybody knows, Nine Inch Nails are canonically sequels. To all the Star Trek movies. Absolutely. Correct. Because Trent Reznor is a genius. Yeah, because the song Closer is all about how Kirk wants to fuck all those women on different planets. <laughs> yes, he does. Like an animal. Yeah, he does. Just like on the Discovery Channel, where Kirk does all his proper fucking. Guys, Nine Inch Nails does a great uh, like walk-in cameo slash song slash like funeral dirge in the Twin Peaks season, and it's... Terrific. Nice. Oh, They're nice. introduced by a very old man who's clearly never heard of them that says, The Roadhouse, proud to present the Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> <laughs> nine Inches and Nails. It's real good. Mm. Uh, and then a nuclear bomb, I think, kills Laura Palmer. It's a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what happened to her, but I didn't want to watch the rest. The score was too bad. Oh, that's the thing. I definitely watched season one, definitely watched the first half of season two where they solve the mystery halfway through and then don't know what the fuck to do with the rest of the show. Then watch the very last episode and watch... You would actually really... You and your wife would really like uh, the season three of Twin Peaks. I think it addresses a lot of the complaints you had with the very plasticky, dated nature of the first run of Twin Peaks. Uh, probably watch the movie if you're feeling real sad. All right. Oh, yeah, Fire Walk With Me. Yeah. It's uh, real tough. <laughs> Not in terms of quality, but in terms of like, oh, it's so uncomfortable. I mean, it is a David Lynch movie. <laughs> Correct. About supernatural incest. Yeah. It's... I mean, it is, it is canonically the last week in the life of Laura Palmer. So you know it's not going to be like... A feel-good action comedy. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. 
John, favorite treasure hunting movie? It's a feel-good action comedy. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah. yeah. It's definitely my all-time favorite treasure hunting movie, specifically nice. because at several points the characters are told to not seek the treasure. That's yeah. right. Uh, and it is the flimsiest of pretexts for the Coens to basically retell the journey of Odysseus, yes. but in like Depression-era Dust Bowl America. Right. And it, it's awesome. It's though. so good. It is very clearly just a series of episodic adventures. With just the most, biz- John Turturro is in it. George Clooney is in it as part of his Coen Brothers idiot trilogy. Right? Uh, Who's the it's third so good. guy? I cannot remember. Who is just fucking incredible? He I'm almost trying makes to remember because he's the one that's like, we thought she was a toad. Yeah, oh, he's the dumbest of. Yeah, the and he also has yeah. the great lines like, "Sir, sir, you're losing all your folding money." <laughs> uh, that, my friends, is Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake yeah. Nelson yeah, yeah, yeah. was supposed to play the leader in the MCU. Yep. No kidding. Yeah. Nice. Then they dropped that plot thread because the Hulk went nowhere. Yeah. Oh, tough break, Hulk. Man. Uh, but it's a solid flick. It's what's, great. Yeah. What's the treasure again? They're looking for. It is some like old money that had been stolen that they that they heard about while they're in jail and right. the right. chain right. gang. Right. So they're right. gonna try to go get it, uh, and they're pursued by like the feds. They eventually piss off the clan. That's or, right, John uh, John Goodman. Yeah, and then when they finally get to the place where the money is supposed to be, like the dam gets destroyed and the whole like area gets flooded, flooded yeah, away. Yeah, the whole place it's supposed to be under that house and it floods out, and they need to get to it before the dam gets destroyed. Yeah, plus they it's meet, like a planned demolition. Yeah, yeah. plus they meet Stephen Root and they get to sing that fun song. Buck, yes, they oh, do. Yeah. Stephen Root is great yep. as the blind radio guy. Uh, let's just be honest. Stephen Root is great in literally everything. One hundred percent. Even Robo. Cop 3, he's pretty awesome, yeah. man. Dude, Steven Root is the voice of Bill Dotrieve in King yeah. of the Hill. God he's damn great. right he is. He's great. And, and yeah. of course, the immortal Jimmy James from News oh, Radio. Oh, man. Oh, iconic. <laughs> and yeah, this this movie is just full of all of your favorite character actors. Like we said previously, John Goodman John is Goodman. in it. as yep. the, bi- the one-eyed Bible salesman. Yeah, he is basically the stand-in for the Cyclops mm-hmm. in the story of Odysseus. And yeah, he, he is so goddamn funny. Oh, man. Uh, he like lures... Th- he's a Bible salesman, so he lures them all out to try to like get them to sell Bibles, but it's really just to get them isolated so that he can steal all their money and he hits them with sticks. Yeah. Oh, oh it's, it's great. Good. Oh, it's so, it's good. so good. Then also, oh yeah, Holly Hunter, Charles Durning. Yep. It's yeah. got so many great lines though too. He's I, a suitor. The colored guard is colored. <laughs> Stay out of the Woolsworth. We got kicked out of the Woolsworth. <laughs> you think it was just that one or the whole franchise? <laughs> God, it's just so good. You stole from Ken. Well, he was going to kill us. You didn't know that at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And that goofy, stupid dance they managed to get out of George Clooney. Oh, it's so good. That weird, like, leg pickup kick thing. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's a, that's one of my favorite Coen. It is movies. it is exactly like the flip side of No Country for Old Men, where both movies are all about how like shit just happens and there's no reason for it, right. and you're just going through it, and you just gotta figure it out as it's happening. But where Oh Brother is like very much the like, but it can be okay and yeah. fun, yeah, <laughs> instead of just crushing existential darkness. Uh. C R U N N O F T. Mark, favorite treasure hunting movie. 
Uh, well, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, probably uh, the greatest treasure hunting movie. You might even say they're looking for a national oh, treasure. Oh, that's right. Yes, I'm going national treasure, I baby. Almost went that well, way. Uh, one or two. Oh. National treasure, just national treasure, just not, book, not, book, not, not book of secrets. No, I'm talking about regular national treasure. Nick Cage stealing the Declaration of Independence because mm. on the back of it, he's got to use fancy Ben Franklin glasses <laughs> to look at a map that'll lead him to Knights Templar treasure <laughs> yes. buried by Freemasons in America. It's oh, awesome. it's the best. Uh, you get yeah. that was uh, the close second. <laughs> oh, you get Nick Cage like just on like the edge of like crazy Nick Cage he is playing basically the whole series is just a mirror flip of the fucking Da Vinci Code movies right but they know that they're really stupid yes so Nick Cage is your perfect stand in absolutely for like stupid Tom Hanks right Uh, it's also the movies that uh, gave American audiences um uh, oh, Diane Kruger, who would yeah. go on to be in *Inglorious Bastards*, Bastards. Okay. Uh, yeah. as the Marlena Dietrich like stand-in character type person. Nice. Yeah, she's a uh, Shoshana. No, she no, she is. Oh no no no! Um, uh, Shoshana's the, the, the woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nope, can't remember the character's name. Doesn't matter. Moving on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think *National Treasure* is just like it's such a fun movie. Uh, and you get Sean Bean as like bad guy as oh, always, yeah, yeah. and then Ed Harris as like fun bad guy yeah. like he's like the FBI guy but he's just like oh you crazy kids doing things <laughs> well he's not like the he is more of like the antagonist than the bad guy because right. he is just getting in the way of Nick Cage right. he is not like actively evil against Nick right, Cage right yeah hmm that's a good one now. I like that movie. I like even more the unfulfilled and potential. it's not Ed Harris it's Harvey Keitel Ed Harris I think is in the second one yeah hmm uh, but I really wish, speaking of the second one, there's a great line in it where it's, wow, the only way to get this information is to become the president. And the fact that the movie doesn't then just become Nick Cage running for president, <laughs> like engineering an impeachment hearing, right. and then like Palpatine style setting himself in the line of succession. Oh, I mean, he does kidnap the president, takes him down John F. Kennedy's secret sex bunker to actually look at the president's secret book of secrets. Which is cool. Not as cool as him running for public office. Right. right. Because he has to get elected right fucking now. Yeah, Yeah, that means he has to get like an impeachment or a recall election. Immediately. Uh, uh, has to garner like either run as an independent and somehow do it without federal funding and only grassroots right. or somehow get one of the two major parties to nominate him yeah. right yeah or he could just start at the bottom <laughs> get up to speaker of the house and then just get rid of oh man the, the, it's like it, it takes place over like 15 years right yeah, yeah. He finally becomes president. He forgets why he did it. He's yeah. alienated all of his friends. He finally feels that crush of what he had to pay for the power. Well, that's a great movie you got right there, yeah. John. You should write that. Hollywood, call me up. Nick Cage, call me up. We'll hang out. It'll this be is, a lot of fun. This is like the perfect like third installment of a movie where it's like it goes from like normal to like super dark. Like like the like, like the Conan series, like they're two like, oh, yeah. like two big dumb fantasy movies, but the third one's gonna be like King Conan, where like the world is like the weight of ruling is crushing him, <laughs> and as an old like old man, he has to go out for like one last war and like murder everybody. Yeah, but this is President Benjamin Franklin Gates. Yeah, 
oh, the second movie. It's not even about a treasure. It's just to prove, like, some a, like an article comes out. It's like this guy, this guy's family way back in the day killed Lincoln. It's his fault, and it ruins his life. Yeah. <laughs> like something two hundred years ago that his like ancestors did has real life consequences now, yep. and it ruins his whole life. He's like, why well, after? I have to prove everyone wrong. <laughs> and the only answer is in the president's secret book. <laughs> uh, any honorable mention treasure hunt movies we want to talk about? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with a weird Halloween movie called The Halloween Tree. It's uh, based on a short story by Ray Bradbury. And it is a cartoon wherein four children attempt to get the soul of one of their like classmates away from an evil wizard death Leonard Nimoy. That sounds rad as It's hell. actually yeah. real fucking awesome and like the, it's like a kids movie so like the whole deal is they go through back like the history of Halloween kind of thing and they sure. go through these various little places and you learn Halloween things. But uh, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, Leonard Nimoy is, uh, has a young man's soul in a pumpkin and he is chasing it through space and time so that he can take this kid to the afterlife Ooh. and all these other kids are trying to get the pumpkin to let the kid live. Wow. It's actually really fucking baller. It's called The Halloween Tree, and you can steal it from the internet. <laughs> nice. This is actually interesting, because I was thinking that mine's also a Halloween-themed movie. Is it the Garfield? No, Halloween 2. Oh. Ah. They don't really get into it unless you watch the director's cut, but Michael Myers is trying to find gold inside them teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's killing them all with a pickaxe. <laughs> right, exactly. That makes sense. See? And doing that, See? that old-timey prospector. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense because they cut out all the scenes that explain it. So it's just like a weird eccentricity of the film. So but, strange. Yeah, if you watch, if you rewatch it with that knowledge. Oh, that makes a lot nice. of sense, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's mining for gold. I think yeah. my real honorable mention, though, is probably City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Legend of Curly's Gold. Sure. Because it's... So stupid. Do you get yeah. Jack Palance in that? Is that who is? Yeah, the and old he guy? plays Curly's yep. brother. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you also get uh, John Lovitz, who yep. plays Billy Crystal's brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. he replaces Bruno Kirby. Yeah. Who right. would? Who didn't come back? Correct. Yeah. Had better things to do. It is amazing because, like, the first movie is like a real like fish out of water. These city slickers gotta figure out life on the ranch, and then the second one is. Guys, we found a treasure map. <laughs> Let's go. It is the most nonsensical, like, sequel escalation all ever. I, all I remember about the first City Slickers is that there's two guys who are clearly meant to be Ben and Jerry who are on their, like, ranching, like, kind of run or whatever yeah. with them. Uh, and also that the movie begins with Daniel Stern's character having an affair uh with Yeardley Smith, yeah. who's playing like a seventeen-year-old grocery store clerk or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah uh, it's and like she's a really, pregnant, maybe. I can't remember that, uh, but yeah, it's like a real like dark comedy. Yeah, especially at the beginning, and like, yeah, Billy Crystal's son like fucking hates him. Yeah. Oh man, good stuff. Right. Uh, honorable mention. I think I'm just gonna give it to the the good old fashioned uh, the the Goonies. 
not a great movie, but they're definitely looking for treasure. And all the parts with the traps where the kids almost die are great. Yeah. Until the kids live. Yeah. Right? And right. then they live, those jerks. You can easily edit that movie down to a pretty good episode of uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. 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 I was going to say a pretty decent episode of like, um, uh, uh, was it Amazing Stories? Yeah. yeah. The Spielberg thing. Yeah. It just, there's so much in that movie that's just so boring. Yeah. Well, and also like the whole thing that they're called The Goonies is like, it's the name that people in the neighborhood have given them, but they have adopted it for themselves. Yeah. But there's no explanation for what it means and why that's called yeah. that. But then later on in the movie, when they like, they're about to give up on the treasures, he has that whole monologue yeah, where he's Goonies like, never say Goonies die. never say die. It's our time down here. And this whole thing, it's like, oh, all right, but what what is Goonies? Yeah. Annie, <laughs> you Goonie. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and then little Sean Astin uh, uh, makes out with the girl because she thinks he's Josh Brolin. Yep. Yeah. Which is like the way tamer version of the Revenge of the, Revenge Nerds, of the Nerds. Like, yeah. just straight up like assault. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, well, that's going to do it for this mini sode of Body Counts and Beer. We'll be back next week talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor, feeling very embarrassed that I forgot about Muppet Treasure Island. Ooh! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney-Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.